one of the all-time favorite shows. Hello and welcome to episode 89 of Because You're Home. You know that phrase, life's the beach and then you die? Well, that just couldn't be more appropriate for what we're going to discuss today. And it's all into beach-related summer horror flicks because we in Ireland have still got a bit of heat, which is just nice and surprising. A little heat left in after the shittier months we've had earlier on this year. There really is quite a lot of heat. And I actually feel like what you just said there actually should have been the uh, tagline for one of my movies, which might give yeah. it away. Yeah. Um, it's not Leonardo DiCaprio's The Beach, is it? Horror movie enough that No, like, to be fair, there are three, three movies that I wish I was discussing right now. That is one of them. Definitely couldn't spin that as a horror. Um. Mm. And the other two I've already discussed. So I felt I'd be adult enough and not do them. I know, I know. I'd say you had just like a bounty uh, of shark related movies that you could get. You see, I was kind of like, do I go for shark? But then I felt they're probably more ocean and I feel like I've bent the rules quite a lot recently. <laughs> so mine no, no, I, yeah. are like super beachy. Yeah. Yeah. Which I was surprised about, although not surprised about. Yeah, I know. Because I remember thinking going when I had this idea, I was like, beach, how are we going to do it? And I was like, beach related horror movies. I was like, fuck, there's a lot here. I was like, there's a lot. lot. <laughs> yeah. In a perfect world, I'd be talking about the perfect getaway and us. But I've spoken <laughs> about them both before. And I was kind of like, not really anything I can elaborate on other got, than I yeah. love it. And then you've got like the Mac Daddy of the Molly, you've got Jaws. Jaws. Um, yeah, of yeah, course. which like I mean, we just I wasn't even gonna do. Or then you've also got like you've the most recent one that I can think of would be M Night Shyamalan's old. Well, that um, is one of mine. Oh, well, good. Uh, there we go. Um, so like when you think of the beach, you think of relaxation. I don't, I not that I hate the beach I couldn't relax in there for hours I couldn't lie there I didn't grow well I went to beaches for like picnics but it's like sand just always went everywhere and then I just think of like dead jellyfish walking up onto the beach which is like really bizarre because we actually live like particularly close to the beach mm-hmm. I feel like we think it's far away because we don't drive and it's not walking <laughs> distance do you know that kind of way yeah um, well, it could be like 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes in a car and the car. for us, we're at a beach. And I feel like for, and, and it's not even just that we're like close to one beach. There's oh, yeah. three on one end of it. And then four, another one, which are both about 15 minutes away from us. And then we could literally drive from here. Like we live on the coast, essentially. Yeah. yeah absolutely blessed um and I did feel like childhood for me blessed. is out on the beach oh we don't do it <laughs> no, no as an adult I don't venture out there I just don't get the chance and then like in Ireland if there is a good weather day it's just absolutely covered in people and even like during COVID you had so many people going out for walks on the beach that it was yeah yeah it was insane but like you might think of like in Ireland, you got a beach, you got a fish and chip band somewhere, you got yeah. like ice cream cones, and there's a beach near us called Clar Head where you even have some seals come over, which is a bit of crack. Yeah. Um, like there are some great stuff that would happen in a beach. But then if you want to look at the darker side at nighttime, a beach could be like super dodgy, could be very lonely, isolating place. 
Um, And then in movies here, it's obviously like it's it could be in the setting of something that's like a party or an area for relaxation or a summer event. And then it just all goes to shit. So it just goes to show that horror can just show you (laughs) one of the most what you think is the safest, most relaxing places on Earth is just no, it is not. It's rife with trouble. Rife. Rife. And I mean, it's not just the trouble of, oh, shit, I forgot the sunscreen and there is no trees for shade. I'm a boot. It's no, someone's out to kill me, either be it water creature or human. Yes. What did you do as well? I know you mentioned one of them, but what what would you like to discuss first as your film? Okay, so there was another film that I was looking at as well. One of them, (laughs) it's so (laughs) funny. One of them I was literally about to start and I was like, oh, Emer would definitely pick this. And then I was like, hold on, Emer would definitely pick this. And then I went back on your text and I was like, Emer did pick this. This makes sense. <laughs> um, and I was like, cool, won't go for that. Then there was another one called Psycho. What was it? Um, so Psycho Beach Party. It has um, Xander from Buffy. No way. I didn't know he was in anything else. Yeah. And the one, the Hodge from CSI. And it's like, it's this real kind of like horror comedy, right? Oh. And it's like the, <laughs> the ad for it, because I couldn't find the movie, right? Mm-hmm. Was like, dudes, babes, surfing, murder. <laughs> and it's like in this kind of 60s, I think, I, it kind of struck me as a bit of a carry-on camping kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's the guys and the girls and, like, everybody goes surfing. But one girl is kind of like, people are being murdered. Is it me who's murdering them? Am I going crazy? Now, obviously, I'm taking this from an ad, so I have no idea what has happened in the movie. But if I could have found that, I actually think I would have gone with that one. Oh, but, Yeah. I didn't. So I don't know why I'm giving it so much time. So I went with Sand 2015. This is a monster movie. Which is funny because I'm like, is it kind of monster? Is it kind of alien? And then the minute I'm kind of like, oh, it's more alien. I'm like, is it sci-fi? Oh, you know, so then I was like, oh, here's like a question for you. So when does a monster movie stay a monster movie or become sci-fi? Like, is Cloverfield an alien sci-fi movie or is it a monster movie? I think I I think it's like. You go. I think it's like considered a monster movie. I would honestly say it could be, there could be this new thing where it's like sci-fi monster because it is a monster, but it's a monster who's come from outer space. But I understand where it's not sci-fi related because it's not in space. Yeah. Or on a different planet. It's not set in the future. Um, But then I suppose like when there was like Attack of the Killer Ants, like in the 1950s, that was counted as sci-fi just because it was like, 
I don't know, radioactive ants were getting bigger and killing people. But um, I suppose it is like predominantly monster-esque. But yeah, but it's also, there's a bit of, it's unexplained. Mm. So that could throw into a sci-fi sense. So like, I suppose if you think about it, it's a kind of dancing between the two. It's a hybrid. Yeah. Yeah. So often I'll watch a movie based on the people that are in it. So like the other one, I definitely would have been interested in because I had your man Hodge and Xander. Jamie Kennedy is in this. So Uh I was like, oh, hell yeah. Definitely watching this. And it was very much based 100% on a beach. I was like, I haven't gone off script (laughs) at all. (laughs) So it starts off, there's this big party. It's spring break. Woo! Yeah, one of mine is the spring break related horror as well. And I'm like, ain't that always just the way? That in itself to me is horror. Spring fucking break. I I ter- The idea of that thing terrifies me. Like so many people. Now, the thing is, this is kind of like our friends getting together before we all go on our individual spring breaks. So it's mm-hmm. one night of partying on the beach, guys. Woo! And they all have to put their phones in the boot of the car because um, nobody wants anything on social media. Ooh. It's, it, funnily enough, in saying that, it is actually shot as if they're shooting it on their own cameras at the start. But then it goes into, like, just a straight-up normal movie. So this movie was released in 2015. It took 12 days to shoot. The special effects for the monster, like I actually thought everything was quite good. The special effects for the monster are kind of like, you'd know it took 12 days. But I'm also saying that with the respect of, there's no fucking way I'd be able to do it. So um, I think they did quite well. So there's a group of friends One of the girls, so you know that she's going to kind of be the main girl, wakes up and she's in the the lifeguard house. She's asleep beside this other guy. She wakes him up and she's like, oh my God, what happened last night? If anyone watched Hannah Montana, it's the guy friend from that group, which I actually only noticed when I looked at IMDb and saw him as one of the people and was like, no way, that dude's in Hannah Montana. Didn't notice him in the movie. Didn't notice him, just didn't know it was that person. Yeah. So they wake up and they're like, oh, she's like, oh my God, what happened? Then there's a four people sitting in a car. They shake down. There's a weird thing going on with the girl who's in the li- the lifeguard place and the guy, one of the guys who's in the car, because I just presume that he's going out with the girl in the car with him because they wake up and they're like, hey, where are you going? Then they start snogging. Then you're one in the, I don't know if you're one in the lifeguard place is, did he cheat on her just last night or have they broken up or are they, are they on a break or something? But they're, they're, they're together. It's all very confusing. Yeah. So nothing happened between lifeguard people, but something did happen between the two people in the car. And the two mm-hmm. other people in the back of the car, they're all raunchy and everything. There's one girl who's lying on a bench. She's topless. And they're like, hey, hey, wake up. Then you're one in the, like, you know, Baywatch 
beach hut mm-hmm. looks over and there's a bird and the bird lands on the sand and she's like oh are you stuck little birdie and then the sand eats the bird <laughs> holy shit so they're trying to get the attention of the topless girl who by the way was actually employed employed mm-hmm. <laughs> it was brought on to the film for her willingness to be full fully naked oh. she's also a playboy model and oh, they okay. had uh, they decided on the day of shooting that it would probably be more realistic that she had like maybe just her top off yeah um on the beach and she was kind of like eh, I'll do either I don't mind you know she was like I'm up for anything and they were like maybe just just the bikini top so there's a lot of like I can see her nipples and then the guy's like I can see her nipples and he's she's like stop looking at her nipples and I'm like why are we saying nipples and not boobs yeah it's um, very specific like they're not looking all around they're just zoning yeah. in I was like that's so weird it's like your areolism show there love <laughs> so, yourself, eh? yeah I was like that's that was an odd way of saying your tits are out um but they're kind of like don't stand in the sand and of course she's like why the fuck wouldn't I stand in the sand she tries to stand in the sand she can't stand in the sand then she's like, help, help. One of the guys in the back of the seat jumps out. Her, his girlfriend is like, don't go. And he's like, of course I'm going to fucking help her. And then he gets stuck in the sand because like, you know, everyone's getting stuck in the sand. Then okay. the boyfriend of the girl in Baywatch Tower is all like, I'm going to go. His side piece is all like, don't go. And um, everyone's like screaming because they're being eaten by sand. There is then another guy who's a little bit larger than everybody else. And he has been shoved into like a barrel, a tin barrel. And he wakes up and somebody's drawn a dick in his face. And um, he's like, somebody help me get the fuck out of this. And they're like, we can't come over to you because the sand will eat me. And he's like, what are you talking about? fair question Mm. so Baywatch girl turns around and she's like um I have an idea so she starts hurling um hot dogs around to see how far the monster goes I was like actually quite a good idea so they establish kind of the boundaries of where this monster is and stuff like that and then they re- your man in the car is kind of like, you know, fuck this. We need to find a way of getting out. By the way, the car is dead. They've had their lights on all night. So oh, no. um, that's that's kaput. And they. All the phones are in the boot. They can't get into the boot from the car. They have to open the boot. Which just seems like a really bad design flaw. Yeah, because I mean, like you can only take down like the back car seat yeah. and get access to the boot. Now it is kind of like a convertible thing. I don't know if that's a convertible thing or whatever. Hmm. But your man who's in the car is like, oh, if I just stand on shit and don't go onto the sand, maybe I'll be able to like make it somewhere. Mm-hmm. So he starts putting out. Like, he has two surfboards. He puts one surfboard out, he moves it over, he puts it over. Then 
the monster starts to move the surfboards. It's all, it's, it's literally a cat and mouse the whole way through them kind of being like, woohoo, we're saved. Then Jamie Kennedy comes, he's like beach patrol. He's like, what drugs are you on? They're like, we're not on drugs. And he's like, are you on Molly? Who's got the Molly come down here? And she's like, I'm not coming off my Baywatch stand. It's not happening. Then he falls over, his arm gets eaten. They realize that the monster doesn't like pepper spray. Have we seen the monster yet at all? Or is it just disappearing under the sand? The monster you can see, like she puts her hand over the sand and it's all these kind of like weird little, which kind of looks like, you know, when you pull a plant out of muck, there's like yeah. these like roots. Mm-hmm. It looks like roots coming up, right? And they're okay. all wriggly and it's all like bah. Ooh. So they notice that there's this massive hatched egg on the beach. And they're like, that wasn't hatched last night. They've also kind of come to the conclusion that all of their other friends are gone. Um, so they've obviously been eaten by this sand. <laughs> and it just kind of is this movie of them trying to get out, them realizing your man, your man from Hannah Montana turns around and he's like, oh, do you know what? Actually, I'm really quick. Um, they realized that Jamie Kennedy lasted a long time because he had shoes on. He was like, I'll just put a pair, I'll just put a load of tails on my feet, I'll put pepper spray on, I'll run to the car and we'll be fine. Very good idea. But then for some reason, out of nowhere, he becomes a klutz and falls off the Baywatch tower. So then he's dead. <sighs> then it just becomes this whole thing of how they're going to help your man who went over with the life not the life of the surfboards with the surfboards he kind of nearly touched the sand and all the tentacles kind of rose up to him and like his like chest is full of fucking puss and it's all gross um so yeah it ends with like three of them being alive the two girls come together and realize that actually they should never have been enemies they should have been friends from the start and like your one who was kind of shifting him on the side was like, oh, I'm really sorry. Do you know, you would have got back together anyway and like had a load of babies. I just kind of wanted wanted to see what that was like for one night. And Just wanted to like, try. Yeah, your one's like, okay, kind of a dick move. But yeah, you're probably right. Then they realized that actually sisterhood is more um, important than... Um, hating each other and surviving this monster is more important um they find she runs over and she's like do you know what actually the the tails were a good idea i'm going to do that she goes to the jamie kennedy's car then they get like this big raft they the the girlfriend mm-hmm. and the boyfriend end up getting in the raft they get over that's fine they're all in the car, the the girl who was shifting him and the boyfriend are in the car. Then the girlfriend is there, and she, like, he, this is when you start to see the the monster, which is like this massive tentacle. It's like blue, and it's all like bah. And um, she puts a shitload of petrol beside the car, and like on the tentacle, and and sets it on fire, like. And in no time does the car go on fire and explode. Yeah. Do you know, it's like, absolutely, that's going to explode. 
but it doesn't. And then there's another tentacle and the tentacle is like, has opposable claws. So tries to open the door. <laughs> Somehow the two girls are strong enough to get the door closed again. Then they lock the car. And then I, the surfer comes and is like, are you guys okay? It's the morning. And she's like, it's gone. And everyone's like, how do you know? And she's like, I just know. And then they just walk off the beach. They just walk off the beach. (sighs) It was a a movie that nothing happened, but everything happened. Yeah. If that makes sense. It was absolutely bizarre. Um, And randomly, this film was voted one of the top five monster movies on Sci-Fi Channel, right behind one of the movies that you're going to do. Oh, well, I'm going to do the film that I'm going to tear apart first. Yeah. I'm going to do Piranha 3D first. And it was right behind that one. <laughs> I tell you what, like, okay, I did Piranha 3D and I did, uh, oh my gosh, what's the name of the other film I did? Um, Club Dread. And Club Dread is actually a Cinemax film. And I remember Chris was watching the start of the swim and he goes oh Cinemax he's like more like Skinemax and I was like what do you mean and then it's meant to be like kind of there'll be like boobies and whatever on it um and I was like okay Piranha 3D was like jokingly I think also called like 3 D. yeah or there's a sequel called 3 D. um it's it's a spring break related film and it's all like can you tits it and this is just like it like it was made in 2010 and this film just made me really uncomfortable because I'm like, it's more like, yeah, there are ancient piranhas that have been released and they're like killing people in their droves. But it was more like the attitude. And I recently watched that on Netflix, The Woodstock 99. Yeah. And the bro attitude there is out in spades in um, Piranha 3D. And I'm, oh, Prana 3 Double D, sorry, made in 2012. So two years later. Um, and I'm pretty sure I did Prana Double 3 Double D or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's what was it the tag is twice the terror, double the D's. I'm like, oh yeah. my God. Yeah. And because this is originally, there was a Prana film made in 1978 and it was just all like low budget. They get Christopher Lloyd and they also get Richard Dreyfus into these films. And like they waste yep. them as characters. I swear it's like they had them for a day. The film opens with Richard Dreyfus, and um, and he's fishing and he sings, uh, "Show me the way to go home." I'm tired. And I was like, "Oh my god, this is awful. This is just awful." Um, I'm sure people are like, "Wait, do you remember this? It's like Jaws." Because they even do the. There's one scene where there's a, the actress Julie Forrester. She plays like the sheriff, and she yes. was in the first season of The Boys. And I think she was in like a rose red thing by Stephen King, done in like I think the early 2000s, which is the first thing I saw. Uh, it was like a made-for-TV program. But uh, I'm like, you're too good for this. But anyway, they do a scene where like she realizes her kids are in trouble, and they do that camera thing like in Jaws where they zoom in on her face by like just panning everything out in the background or however there's a special camera technique for it but I'm like so they use a few things from Jaws but I'm just like no this film it was there's so many dodgy things and actually I'm beginning to very much so not like Eli Roth 
Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Because it's just like everything he does, I'm realizing now, it's like it's questionable. Hostel, he did a trailer, like a, a meta trailer. It was in the Grindhouse films where he had Death Proof and I think the actual one is Planet Terror. And it was like a few um, directors had done like mini trailers for films because this was meant to be shown as a matinee and his one I can't remember what happened but I know that there's like a topless cheerleader on a trampoline like any chance he gets to see women's boobs he does it and I'm just like this is so problematic I thought his one that was really bad was do you remember the one like where they're in the cabin it's a cabin fever yes yeah I thought like the fact that your one like is literally disintegrating Mm -hmm. and is shaving her leg Mm -hmm. I was just like no one would do that no girl would shave their skin off and then continue to shave over it yeah I was like this just isn't happening this is ridiculous yeah so like Eli Roth in this only like it's towards the end he's only um doing a uh, cameo as like this guy working along because like I said it's in spring break um and he was like he's a part of a white t-shirt competition and his opening eyes like show me those titties and then he just keeps going off and things and I'm like you're disgusting yeah um so yeah that's what I'm just realizing I was like I couldn't even tell you that I really like any of the films he does because like hostile as well I think it was the minute I saw someone getting their Achilles like slice I was like um, I like hostile Sometimes I just think when it's too gory, I'm like, yeah. I'm out. I prefer yeah. suspense and oh, whatever. I'm not definitely. against like, yeah, I'm not against like slasher films. I have come around to them, but I think it, I don't like the saws and I don't like hostel. Like, I don't like, I remember like, what was it in hostel? Some girls getting like her eye drilled out and I'm like, I'm fucking done. Yeah. I was like, this was, is disgusting. I don't know why I feel hostel isn't as bad as saw because they're, they're both particularly but I don't know I don't think there's as much in Hostel as there is in Saw like in Saw it's like there's another level and then there's this and then you're like five or six like horrific things happening whereas I think in Hostel it was more like it's it's also the premise of the fact that this is happening is like one of the main horror areas of it yeah Um, but anyway not only is this set in uh in during spring break but there is also like a Girls Gone Wild film being made. Yeah. And it's actually based off of like, um, it was your man who is in Stand By Me, Jerry O'Connell on screen. Yes. Um, he's playing a guy called Derek Jones, but it was absolutely, he was actually like basing his character is meant to be loosely, although uh, Jerry O'Connell's like, no, I'm basing it off X guy. Um, but with Joe Francis, he did Girls Gone Wild, and I think these are called uh, Wild Wild Girls in the film. I think he like tried to sue them over this. Tried to sue the shit yeah. out of him because uh, Joe Francis was like basically Jerry O'Connell's character is like takes drugs and drinks when he's on the boat, and he's like such a dick. And he wants one of the there's like a guy who's the sheriff's daughter and he's like showing them all the spots because they lost their local person. So he's like, you boy on the street, you'll help me. And then like they end up coming across a girl he likes and they're both in like their senior year of high school. They're 17 and he tries to get the girl. He gets her to drink champagne, 
tries to get her to join in. She's only 17. So Joe Francis is like, I'd never do drugs and I would never like try and include teenage girls. I'm like, my arse. I bet you never really check people's IDs. Um, but anyway, yeah, like <laughs> Jerry O'Connell would not stop saying in interviews. He was like, um, he was warned by his lawyers not to admit it, but he was he was like, yeah, no, I'm playing Jer- uh, Joe Francis. Yeah. And then he goes, oh, wait, for legal reasons, I'm supposed to say I placed him a loosely based on Joe Francis. But um, I like that because obviously the guy's just such a duke. But anyway, um, the whole plot of it is that, so we have Richard Drake's character is fishing. He's singing the Jaw song. And I'm like, poor Richie, what ha- are you? Yeah, I hope he got paid well for that. Um, but there's an earthquake in the lake because it's obviously in a lake instead of it. Now it is a beach area. There are yes. that. Yeah. So I know I'm kind of like, I never was saying, I'm like, huh, it's not the sea. It's a, but yeah. Um, and there was a, an earthquake in the sea, well, in the bed of the lake. And it then opens up a fissure where apparently these like dinosaur time piranhas were surviving for millions of years and then they come out to the surface and uh, Richard Dreyfus gets eaten like badly to it and actually this whole thing spawned me into looking into piranha attacks so I have a little bit on that when I'm done um so basically yeah it's the day this is like a day or two before spring break and then the sheriff comes gets called out to find the body and they're like oh my god like how could this how could he have been attacked so quickly and his body's almost gone um and then they're like, oh, maybe we should close the lake. And that's coming from the sheriff. But there's no one to say, oh, we'll die if you close. You know, this it's the 4th of July, like in Jaws. There is none of that. But I think it's just the fact that it's this whole town relies on it. And it's coming whether or not. So like it's the next day, it's spring break. And like this whole thing, this is meant to be for college students. But so many of like the, the kids who are in their final year of second, well, high school or whatever like so 17 18 year olds at most are like joining in in the party and it's just like all the girls are just basically encouraged to take their tops off and I'm just like oh yeah oh god and so we have Jake who is um the sheriff's son like I said he gets brought on by um Jerry O'Connell and uh to be the local person to find out all the spots where they can do some secret filming where it's not like they have their own two actresses they have um a girl called laura uh, oh no not laura laura's his friend and they have but one of them is basically it's kelly brooke she's a british actress yes and she used to like who is it she used to be going out with jason statham and then i think she was a yeah she was people. a model yeah, and then she also did like page three modeling and then she was in this film and then I think one other film actually with Jason Statham. So um, it's, yeah. I she, thought she came across really nice in this. I was like, she I'd like was. to be her friend. Yeah, like she's not an airhead and she's not a bitch or anything like that. She doesn't like bully the girl to come yeah. into it. Um, she's just really friendly. Yeah, I was like, she's nice. <laughs> Yeah, so it's Derek Jones who Jerry O'Connell was playing and he's immediately like a dick and he's like saying to uh, Jake, he's like, see me tomorrow uh, because uh, Kelly Brooks' character is flirting with him and she's like, oh, I'll see you tomorrow. Oh, her name is Danny. And then they're like, oh, I'll see you tomorrow, you know? And so 
he is meant to be minding his younger brother and sister, but he pays them to stay at home. And then he's like, all right, the money I'll get for babysitting, you guys get to keep if you stay at home and don't leave the house and I'll be back later on. Of course, the two kids don't because the boy, the younger brother wants to go out fishing. They're actually kind of funny, the two of them. They're like an old married couple, even though they're just younger siblings. Yeah. And they're like a 10 and an eight-year-old. And just, the, I have to say, they're played really well by the actor, by the actors like. Um, also, Ving Rhames, who I love, who was in like Pulp Fiction and then the Mission Impossible films, he is the deputy sheriff. So they're basically trying to figure out what's happening. And then they're told that there's some diver scientists are going to come and see like what's up with the water. I think they because of the earthquakes, they were coming over anyway. And then we have the guy who was in Parks and Rec, Ooh, Adam Scott. He is like the leader of it. Um, and then we also had Ricardo Shavira, who I don't know if anyone else would have known him for, but he was in Desperate Housewives um, playing the Latina husband of, oh my God, what's her name? But Gabby. Gabby. Yeah, Gabby's husband. Um, and I was like, this is the only other thing I've seen him in. So basically, yeah, they go, the divers go down, they see that there's like a subterranean lake that it's like all these eggs kind of just like hanging around and they're all like little piranhas and then the first diver oh Carlos that was his name in Desperate so that's his name now Carlos gets killed his diver buddy she's like I'm gonna go see if I can help him and then as she's she sees he's being eaten alive she tries to back out and then she's being attacked by them as she's trying to get out and then the sheriff and uh, Novak who's the head scientist guy they pull her out and her body is like mangled um, and then he's gotten bit once or twice and they managed to one of the piranhas got itself onto the boat so they managed to like put it in a bucket of water and then they go over to this fish specialist or a fish shop and the guy's like we're closed and they're like you are gonna want to open up for us and it's Christopher Lloyd yeah. and, and I'm like what the fuck is he doing in this film um, but basically he happens to just be like a specialist on ancient piranhas. And he has one of those, like, you know, like when um, the ancient fishes, they're like, they're on the rocks, there's skeletons on it. Um, I'm sure there's a word for it, but, you know, you'd have it of like shellfish and stuff like that, where millions of years when they died and yeah, they took the rock out of where their skeleton is on. Anyway. They call like is it like crustaceans or something yeah that's their I was gonna say their breed any second way he happens to have this thing like this is what the brand looks like and this is it here and and oh if they're you know they they attack in packs and one bite gets you the blood and then they all come out and if this is in the lake you know you you should have been looking after this yesterday and then they're like oh shit we need to get everyone out of the water at the same time as this happens basically the brother and sister are stranded on this like little little tiny island within the lake um, and because they were rowing a boat to go out fishing but then they didn't tie up the boat so the boat's gone they're like we're fucked and then um, the wild wild girls party uh, they have the friend on it now um, Jack, Jake's friend Laura from school she's on it she's drinking champagne but she's like not getting into anything then the two girls who are paid to go do it do like this naked synchronized dance because there's a glass bottom of the boat yeah apparently kelly brook and the other girl like spent two weeks practicing that dance underwater the synchronized dance and i'm like that's probably more effort put into that than there was pretty much the film 
Like fair play to them. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's proper naked. Like when you look this up on IMDb, it's like the severe category for language, for nudity, for violence and gore and everything. Um, but yeah, so we're starting to see whilst all this is happening. So the sheriff is out on the lake. They're trying to get people off and they're all like, no way, man, we're OK. We've got beer here. We're fine. Even being rains like like he shoots up in the air a few times like, get that fuck out of the water. And they're like, fuck you, man. You know, my dad. And then they're all like, and this is why I'm just like, I don't care who dies now. Anyone yeah. can die. You're all fucked. Uh, because, of course, then when the piranhas start to attack, they're like, you didn't warn us. Help us now. So I'm just like, go fuck yourselves. Um, so it's all pandemonium starts to go out and like people are dying in like some girl she's in like this you know sitting on a ring thing and her, of course her butt's in the water the piranhas like pull her down through from like biting her ass cheeks and then so the, they try to do like the sheriff and deputy sheriff and a few people they try to take on people onto the boats um, one of the guys who is in it briefly at the start he's Laura's like kind of she, he's the boyfriend at the start he was like a dick to Jake he like gets on a speedboat and runs people over in the speedboat trying to escape and then like the uh, propeller gets caught in some girl's hair and he won't stop like trying to get the boat moving again and like it pulls her hair off and takes her skin off of her face and then but people swarm the boat and then it gets capsized and then he ends up dying but like people are just being killed immediately and then there's like this scene to like past the middle or Ving Rain's character he gets like a big propeller and he starts like blending the fish and then eventually like but it's like he's sinking down into the water they like bit through his legs now they're in his stomach and now he's dead but I'm like why sacrifice yourself for these fucking ingrates yep yeah like there was this on the on the water music thing for the DJ that's where we had Eli Roth with the wet t-shirt competition and then like everybody swarms onto it and then it tips over and I'm kind of just like if everyone just even spaced themselves out it wouldn't have tipped over and then like there's electricity sparks go into the water people are being electrocuted the random thing is is that when the cops are shooting into the water to get the brands I'm like there are how people aren't just being shot yeah yeah in general I'm like that's the more believable thing is that they kill people accidentally but anyway, back with the wild, wild girls saying they don't know that there's anything wrong because nothing's come their way yet. But then it all like the piranhas start making their oh, yeah, they have to go rescue the brother and sister. They see them on the island. And then like the guy who's like the director, he's such a prick and he won't save them. And then eventually he's like, oh, my mom is the sheriff. And, you know, you should probably come help. But if there's like it's you can't get the yacht too close to it because it's just full of rocks like the yeah. the coming up from into the shore and um so they get the brother and sister on and then as they're trying to leave um they some the boat just like hits onto some rocks and but like Jerry O'Connell's character has been taking a little bit too much cocaine and he's like oh look after I'll do it this is all your fault local man you're meant to save us I think sand rats are like the sports team of the air so keeps calling them sand rats they're like god you're such an asshole um <laughs> But then eventually they they don't get off and then the piranhas are like, oh yeah, they as they're trying to get the yacht forward, the glass bottom part hits the rocks. Water comes in, piranhas come in. They manage to save the, the brother and sister, but then his friend Laura is trapped down there and she can't get out. 
and um when they when they hit the more of the rocks uh, the other Wild Wild Girl and Jerry O'Connell's character, they fall into the water and you can basically see him pushing the girl towards the piranhas and like him trying to swim away. Yeah. Um, and then like Danny, Kelly Brooks' character, like does try to rescue uh, Derek, I think his name, out of the water. And um, when she pulls him up though, he's like, his bottom half is gone. But the only thing he keeps saying is, they got my dick, man. They got my dick. And then you do see like underwater a piranha, two piranhas fighting over the dick. I'm like, unnecessary. So then funny. It, I know. Because then it like just barfs it up. And I'm like, huh. Um, and then I'm wondering like, was this film actually meant to be in 3D when it was in the cinemas? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, obviously like, because they had a few like piranhas coming towards the screen and whatever. So I'm just like, also, boobs, 3D. I can see, like, this film was definitely meant for teenage boys. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But um, eventually Jake manages to tell his mom that they're on the boat, they're in trouble, and the brother and sister are with them. So she's like, my whole fucking family is on a boat with piranhas everywhere. Um, so they, she manages to get another boat, and Novak goes with her, and then they do this big daring rescue, and Jake rescues Laura out from the bottom, and the kids quit, but sadly, uh, the piranhas get Kelly Brooks' lovely long hair, they start biting at it, and then she falls off, because they have to do a rope from their boat to the yacht to get people over, and then she falls down, and she's killed, and you're like, oh. Yeah, I've never been so disappointed for somebody to die in a movie. I was like, I liked her. Yeah. And I swear she just died because they're like, oh, the hot, beautiful girl, you know, you were kind of bad because you were doing the dirty videos. So you should die. I really feel like that's just what happened. Yeah. Because it was unnecessary. But then at the same time, I'm like, oh, like, had you thought about it before? And you probably should have tied your hair up. But with what? And um. Also, you never would have thought of that at the time. But anyway, um, so the rest of them all managed to get on the boat and then they're all like, yay, we're saved, we're saved. And then Christopher Lloyd's character rings the sheriff and he's like, um, something, I can't remember the way he says, but he's like, these are the baby piranhas. And then just as Novak is saying, well, they're the babies, where's the adult? And he doesn't get to finish the sentence before a giant piranha just hope wants them and takes them off the boat. And you're like, me, that's the end of the film. And then start the very nice whimsical movie of Big Fish. (laughs) (laughs) I can only imagine that in Prana 3 Double D, it's an attack of the larger fish. Like, I don't even know if the same characters are in it. No, I actually realized it wasn't that one I was talking about. What one are you on? The one you just did. (gasps) Ooh. Oh, you had done that one already, had you? I had. Oh well. The thing is, we have two very different opinions, so it's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I am just holy fucking shit. I'm just looking at Piranha Three Double D. They've got David Hasselhoff in it, but Vin Rains' character is back in it again. Like the man fucking died. It just retconned it. It's all um, good, like. It's all good, baby. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well. That just made me wonder going, you know, like when with Jaws, like everyone was against sharks and people were just killing sharks on the up and up because they were worried about sharks. And like sharks were like, I don't care about people. You're not in my, you're not on my menu. I'm not going to eat you. Yeah. So it's kind of really similar with piranhas. Um, like they're, 
there aren't really many direct fatalities caused by piranhas. Yes, they will attack you. Only if they're like starving or if you're in their land. Um, so yeah, like this, I read up here, attacks are mainly due to either extreme hunger or more likely their breeding nest being disturbed by humans in the water. And um, everyone known to have been attacked, bitten by a piranha has walked to shore safely despite bleeding. Uh, however, with saying that, every year there are said to be over 200 reported piranha attacks. That's um, crazy. Yeah, so piranhas are um, scavenger fish that will feed on seeds, fruits, plants, and smaller fish. And um, they'll scavenge the meat already on dead animals, which is why when sometimes if you see a dead body and it's got like piranha bites all over it, they're like, it, it looks like as if it got killed by the piranha, but it may have died due to draining or whatever. Like and just, yeah, yeah. Um, however, due to the, uh, they're mainly based in the Amazon and South America. Uh, and due to the dry season in the summertime in the Amazon where food is scar- scarce, they can bite unsuspecting swimmers who, again, have gone too far into their territory when the water levels recede. Um, so it's, there was like, on that website, there was like loads of attacks. But one of the things in cinema that kind of made people think that piranha attacks were super serious was the Bond film, You Only Live Twice, which then obviously oh, got... yeah! Yeah, and which got taken the piss out of an awesome Paris too, where it was like piranhas or whatever. So this Bond film basically made people think of, oh my God, they have kept piranhas because piranhas are, you know, if you go in there, you're going to die. Um, and apparently even there was a story of President Teddy Roosevelt had encountered... Um, deadly piranhas when he was in the Brazilian wilderness so how he didn't just shoot the fuck out of them and like every other animal he shot when he was out hunting Um, so going back to what I said uh, a couple of minutes ago there actually are no cases of humans having died directly from a piranha attack and it could have been more like they had other wounds and the piranhas came and had a few num 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 nums, but they like had their original issue as to what they died from. Um, so apparently they're like shy and timid fish that they'll, they'll swim away when they encounter an animal which is larger than them, especially like a human, because uh, they instinctively think that you're a predator. Um, and humans are not amongst prey of that kind of fish because like they'll move away from you. So again, it's like sharks. It's like, People imagine, it's again going back to people even think that aliens want to come here to Earth. It's We all seem to think we're important enough that anything and everything wants to kill us. Like what lions and that, they're not going to. We're not like, we might taste like shit to them. Yeah. So it's, again, it's like they make for great films, but it's, if you see like a shark or a piranha, they'll more than likely get away from you. A shark will only probably come closer to you because they've got like, I think they've got poor eyesight think or my thinking of a rhino <laughs> two completely different animals they're the same color yes that'll do for me um <laughs> i don't care if one's on land and one's in the ocean it's fine uh yes yeah, so um i was curious to see what a film like that was about but i think it's just because as i grow up what scares me more out of those films is the testosterone fueled get your tits out is like (laughs) and I think it's more like because there was so much of that because it was a mixture of spring break which is like drunken people pawing at your boobs and girls also thinking that it's fun which is fine if it's the girl's prerogative but like I mean it's probably two to three guys per one girl Mm -hmm. um 
so that's just my fear. Um, and then the fact that they had the Wild Wild Girls thing of, but also that was that was really early 2000s, which I suppose that this film, and then I suppose it was 2010, the sequel's 2012. It's just on the cusp of you don't see this as much in horror anymore. Yeah. Like kind of 2013, 2014, it's kind of taken a bit of a turn away from that. So you look back at those and you're like, ooh, I don't, I don't know if those are, you know, I don't even think it would have been good at the time for me. But again, I'm not like a lad or possibly even like a teenage boy. It's like, shut the fuck up, humor. That was a masterpiece. A masterpiece. (laughs) Masterpiece. Like chef's kiss on the babies. Um, Yeah, it's like I said, it's it depends on the kind of films you like or if you're into like those cheesy films. It wasn't even like there was no bad acting or anything like that. It's just wasn't for me. Um, No, definitely not. But I mean, I've seen it now and yeah, yeah. So there you go. (laughs) It's like I can say I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah, and that's it. That's that's all I can do. Uh, so let's move swiftly onwards to your other film. So my other film is a film that I desperately wanted to like. Oh no. It's relatively new. So I actually won't go into it as much as I could. Uh-huh. Mainly because I don't want to ruin it for anybody. Also, because I don't want to. There you go. That's fair enough. Um, I, I, I really want to like my Chamelan movies. Um, it's been a long time since I've seen Six Sense. I think I like it. I think I do. I do. Um, mm-hmm. I, I've always kind of been like, oh yeah, the village. Actually, in hindsight, like when I think about the village, I just like it didn't really do much for me. Um, I do like Split. Mm-hmm. I like Split a lot, but I think it's very different to his other movies. Um, and I wanted to like this movie. I thought it was going to be amazing. I remember there's so much hype about it when it came out. And um I just I just didn't. Um so the whole premise of the movie is the fact that this that family go to this resort. They are in crisis mode. They are having one last family holiday before they go. See you later. Sayonara. Don't want to be with you anymore. Mm-hmm. And um, they're in the resort having a lovely time. Then they go to like lovely time for comments, blah, blah, blah. They go to a beach. Like I'm giving nothing away that the ad isn't giving away. The kids all start to age really randomly. Mm-hmm. Um, a minute there is like a year or something, or is it like 30 minutes or something? Basically, like there's just like like just everyone fucking ages. Um, there is a thought behind it. Do you know what I mean? There is a reason. You find out at the end, you're kind of like, I oh, okay. seen it, but I do find out, and I'm like, oh, random. Yeah, you're kind of like, ah, oh, okay. You know, I watched a few things where it was like behind the scenes and stuff. And the mad thing is, like, I really like Emily Shanmalan. Whenever he talks, I'm like, you're cool. 
And then he was talking about the whole thing behind the movie. It, it's based on a graphic novel called Sandcastles. And oh. this was gifted to him by his daughters on Father's Day. He thought it was this really cool concept. Um, it's his second movie other than Airbender that was based on something that was obviously uh, already a previous idea. Yeah. Um, the rest of his movies have been kind of like original ideas or whatever. Um, so he said that the minute he started reading this graphic novel, he could see how he would like film this. He pulled in a lot of stuff from this like Australian kind of technique of filmmaking. And he talks about a lot about like the language of filmmaking. There's a YouTube video where he talks about a scene and it's very like, if you're really into kind of like film studies and stuff like that, definitely give it a watch. You'd really like it. He talks about like why some things are in focus and why some things aren't in focus. Why like, one little girl is like frozen in time and then the rest of them are like running slow-mo in the back the best way I could kind of describe it was like going to see a painting and going oh that's a nice painting and then actually learning about the painting and being like oh okay there's so much more behind this Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of like theory and concept and blah 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 do you know but I just I don't know am I just like not intelligent enough to get that or is it just that that's just not really my thing like I, I think M.I. Then... Shyamalan is there was something where I was sorry to interrupt you no like it's I find it happened in I think it was not split was it one of the but I think he tries to like put in these um parts where it's all like talky and he's like trying to I was gonna say ex expedition no something like where it's a lot of talking and um it's like he tries to make everything sound really complicated and smart yeah and yet it's just yeah convoluted kind of yes yeah like this wasn't necessary yeah it's like somebody explained something to me during the week and they were like they explained it and I was like "Uh uh-huh and they were like, do you understand? And I was like, yeah. And they were like, no, do you? And I was like, yeah. And then I got off the phone and I was like, I have no idea what just happened. Yeah. Um, And it was kind of like, I get where you were coming from, but also it could just be said this way. Yeah. And like his his idea behind it was lovely, where it was kind of like he had this like, kind of feeling that his kids are never going to be that same age again do you know what I mean that he's looking at his parents and their aging and it was his own mortality and the mortality of his his parents and his kids and he was he was looking at his kids who are no longer kids and his child one of his daughters is actually the second director on the film and she was like like I grew up on sets and stuff like that and now like I'm able to to like be involved in this and genuinely when he talks about it you can tell that there was no nepotism involved in this at all um and that he was just genuinely so delighted that his daughter could be involved in this it was actually very nice and touching 
And he was like, mm. like after a day of filming, we went for dinner together. And it was like, I, ne- I never left home. It was lovely. But like, because they were um, filming on a beach, they couldn't get insurance for like floods or hurricanes or whatever. And they built this big wall. And then there actually was a hurricane and the wall came down. And um, so, yeah, the, the whole thing is basically like, his message is like, you don't know how much time you have. Like this, their their life is actually now subjected to this one day. And he was like, it's to try and kind of make you go, God, I should be in this moment. And I really appreciate what's happening. And I was like, I totally understand that. I get that. And as much as I wanted to love this movie, because I really like a lot of the the um, actors in it and everything. And I, 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 I want to love his movies. Mm-hmm. I, I just did not. I did not. Yeah. And it is just such a shame. It is. It really is. And it was like, it was done during COVID. And like he said himself, he never thinks he does horror. He thinks it's more kind of thriller. I suppose in a way I was like, this 100% is not a horror movie, even though it was like, oh, the next horror for M. Night Shyamalan. And I was just like, no. And then the guy who was in Hereditary, he was like, oh, this was like the mm. script that I was like really audibly like, oh my God, a gasp. This is amazing. And I was like, over hereditary like over your one yeah. head I was like what are you yeah. talking about and even that movie went over my head a little bit like I I I have no I have no qualms about turning around and going like sometimes these intelligent movies just go over my head and give me Prana 3D where there's two girls naked swimming in the ocean do you know what I mean like sometimes <laughs> it's just going to be the switch off movie that I need and I suppose that's what horror has always been for me. So sometimes when it goes quite intelligent, I'm like, uh-huh, what? Sorry, who? Yeah. Um, sometimes you're so, just in the mood for something where you're like, ah, oh, I know what's happening here. Yeah. Like before we started recording, we were literally, I was just like, who am I? Where am I? What yeah. am I? And we were like questions we ask each other ourselves all the time. And I, this movie yeah. made me do that. Um, but not in a way that I was like I enjoyed the last however long it took me to watch the movie yeah um so yeah yeah I'm not gonna ruin it but also like the head scratcher of an ending as well pardon the head scratcher of an ending head scratcher of an ending why would you do that what I had to I had to read the full synopsis on IMDb and then I was like, oh, okay, right. Because I couldn't remember any of the movie. At Always all. a good song. Like genuinely couldn't remember it. Was like, oh, that happened on a beach. This is a beach. And then was like, shit, like, I know everyone gets old, but like, what else happens? And then I was like, oh, a lot actually does happen. Yeah. 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 There's one creepy scene in the cave. Yeah. If you're into like very intelligent movies and like not necessarily horror. Not horror whatsoever. Um, if you'd like to go to a sculpture show and sit down and watch the movie that was made by the sculpture artist, this movie is up your alley. Imagine (laughs) if I had been in a very arty mood where 
I was taking on the world and I was going to, I don't know, be the next person who was in the fucking Tate Modern, I would have been like, wow, I'm so inspired, but um, currently not in that mood. So if you are, go for it. If you're yeah. not, go for Piranha 3D. <laughs> <laughs> or in the next film I'm about to discuss well yeah yeah so yeah what was your your second beach so yeah it was 2004's Club Dread film which was made by the comedy group called Broken Lizard and if you haven't heard of them or what might like bring you to understanding is they did Super Troopers um, yeah in the early 2000s which then had a sequel not too long ago which I haven't actually seen and uh, one of the guys from Broken Lizard, um, let me get his name. He actually directed this film. Uh, Jay Chandras, Chandraskar. Sorry. Uh, but anyway, one of the reasons why I wanted to watch is because I love Bill Paxton. Literally, when I saw Bill Paxton, I was like, oh, this is going to be great. And then I was like, hold on a second. I, Our I, beach Bill Paxton and then I went to the WhatsApp and I was like yeah this is the film I'm yeah and you know what I saw this film already because when it came on I was like it's saying it's so familiar I'm like did I see this and I think I watched it like it must have come out on DVD or whatever or it was out on Sky but I managed to watch it and even though as Chris was like oh Cinemax this is gonna be like full of nudity and um, it does open with a scene of like a threesome that ends up getting like the, the killer the mass killer comes in and like slaughters them just as they're about to one of the girls just as they're about to you know like reach the rest of the people out of the pool um and there's a like topless stuff there but I have to say it's actually for whatever as Chris was joking about whatever Cinemax is it's there's no there's especially compared to Piranha 3D or 3D and this is not as nudity wise yeah there's a few there's pockets of it but it's like nothing in comparison um, but anyway, so like I said, it's it's based on this island called Pleasure Island. It's an island off the resort. Uh, it's an island resort off the coast of Costa Rica, and it's owned by uh, the famous musician Coconut Pete, who is Bill Paxton. And it, it's just he just does it so. It's obviously you know like a guy did like some luau kind of Hawaiian songs. Um, did them all during the seventies, and then he's like, "Oh, I, I lived my dream, and I opened a resort, like I said I was going to do in one of my songs." And and so it's people come like you, you come in a boat, they're like, "Ah, and this is so great! You get to switch off. There's no phone signal, and um, the boat leaves you here." And in your mind, you're like, "Oh, this is a perfect breeding ground for murder." Um, so it, it, the thing is, is they only, as you see, it takes them a couple of days and a couple of murders to realize. The killer is only attacking staff and then they're told like act normal and you know no bad is going to happen to any of the uh, people who are at the resort like the tourists um so again it takes a bit for them because they don't even know because like half the staff are like off doing weed or whatever so it's kind of it's hard for them to notice who's dead at the start because people would kind of like drift in and out during the daytime yeah. um and then there is also a scene where I think all the employees on the first night are around a campfire. And then they're talking about a former employee who lost his mind because kind of like you watched the horror movie Terror Train, didn't you? Is that with the one Jamie Lee Curtis? Yes, I did. 
so you know the way like that that guy goes nuts because he had sex with a dead body yes so this is one where it's a story of uh, this uh, former employee at coconut Pete's was they were all like oh come have this girl was like come have sex with me and then it's dark and he doesn't see he's having sex and then the lights come on and it's he's having sex with a dead body as everyone was like laughing at him and uh he goes nuts he cuts off his penis and then he um killed a lot of people and ran off into the woods on the island so I what's it he has a name um I can't remember but anyway the way that the story goes and they're like and that man was me and it's one of the guys who's like got his penis tucked in and <laughs> everyone laughs and then leaves and then the guy who was telling the story stood up and he's in the same way and he's like that you stole my line and it was just I have to say like it, there was a bit of me where I'm like I think I remember this being a lot funnier when I was younger but at the same time it still is funny um because it's it's 2004 I'm not saying it's like there's nothing in it where it's like it's not racist it's not bigoted and anything like that but it's just it kind of got a "Ah," instead of like a big proper laugh enemy yeah yeah but it still was like there was stuff I was still laughing at and so we have one of the characters comes on and he's replacing one of the masseuse but of course they're like we lose a Swedish masseuse person for a week for this guy he's like he's overweight and whatever but he's a big fan of coconut pea and then he apparently like he knows all the pressure points so he knows like the points that like one of the girls like above her lip and then like makes her extremely happy if you know what I mean kind of gives her an orgasm and so he's like yes I know all the points of the body and so they, like he hits it off with one of the really good looking girls there I think her name is Amy Mm-hmm. Um and she is like the sports person on the bench and or uh, on the island uh, resort and so there's a few things happening where Coconut Pete is basically going to sell the resort off and he's going to give it like to his nephew who is a big druggie and he's just there to like deal drugs to people and be a DJ and he and then you have someone else who's like the fun police and um, they're all just really fun characters in it. And like they do like this through amazing where it's Pac-Man and you have the Pac-Man music. And then when they change, it's like the girls who are be who are chasing, then have to take their t-shirts off and they're in red bikini, then they become the ghosts who are being chased. And I just and then there's also like the guys in the resort have to wear the fruit. So it's I have to say for like a maze game, I'm like, that's actually pretty funny. But um yeah there's like there's people dying throughout it and then I think by the time the third or fourth day is in that they realize when they're seeing the dead bodies and that it's they notice now they're all their staff names on a rota are all being like marked off with blood and then that's when they find out that they have to keep acting as normal but they're trying to figure out who the killer is if it's someone from if it's it, like a tourist that's there or if it's the new guy who came along. So it's very funny where they try to like figure it out whilst people are being killed. Um, and yeah, I won't say, cause I know I do actually recommend Grace that you do watch this film. Yeah. Uh, so I won't say I like- think it's on Disney. Is it? Yeah, I think so. But I just have to say it's, it's the way like even as things break down at the characters who are in it, like it is just your, it's, an hour and I think 40 odd minutes and like to be honest I didn't see who the killer was and I had forgotten because I know I'd seen it already but I forgot like how it ended what happened and it's even like it 
it takes the piss out of a lot of the tropes of of killer films um like obviously based on an island or on a resort kind of thing and you know like at the end of how hard it is to kill the killer uh because yeah. even there's a point where it's like he should well be dead and he attacks him again and your man's just like oh come on um, I have to say it was just very funny like the, the comedy troupe Broken Lizard who made this film they they think that this is their funniest film I don't know if that was like they said that before or after Super Troopers but, yeah um, I can confirm it is on Disney in Ireland there you go people yeah. I won't I won't go into much more I can't like I don't even want to say who dies at what because then you know it would just it would go into too much but it's just some very funny characters um and it is just it's just a bit of fun and just like the late great Bill Paxton he's he's brilliant in it it's like no one looks like as if they're like having to go through the motions even like the the characters who aren't from Broken Lizard like it's it's mainly all these guys and then they have their other the actors and actresses that they brought on but I think it was like everybody it looks like as if everyone's just enjoying themselves um and it's silly I and know it's that Bill Paxton has been dead for years yeah I think what was it 2017 oh my god I would I thought it was only two years ago but COVID has yeah. run two years out of my life so I keep forgetting that yeah. they've happened yeah, it wasn't complications during an, an operation or something. He died from a stroke that came 11 days after a surgery to replace a heart valve. Yeah, and he was something heart related, but like, God love him. Yeah, Jesus. Gone way too soon. I think he was only in his 60s. God. Like early 60s, I Crazy. think as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a great film. I recommend that people watch it. Um, that's why I was like, do I start on this film or do I end? And I'm like, no, I want to end on a good note. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I like even though it's an older film, like like I said, 2004, it's one of those ones that where you're like, I've never heard of this, but it's just, it's like a proper B film. And if anyone likes Super Troopers, then they'll like this. And yeah, there's a few topless people, but it's not like definitely not as in your face. And it's not as aggressive of that kind of attitude of guys with the girls kind of thing um yeah so it is it's it's just funny and like even the like good looking characters get taken the piss out of every once in a while so I'm like saying it's it's all it's all good it's all G yeah so yeah recommend everyone give that a watch and then definitely yeah. definitely going to um when I saw it I was like oh this actually looks really good and then I was like, no, 100% this is going to be Emer's. Um, and I had known what you had said, but I just don't know why. I think it's because it was a horror comedy that I was like, ah. And then I was like, no, this is definitely going to be it. Um, if I can so- watch a horror comedy anytime, I will. And I think the yeah. more like when we go out of our way, like what weirder films like this, I will. I do try to not do it. Like, yeah. I don't I don't think Prana 3D was meant to be funny. I'm just trying no. to think, but I just thought, was, no, and I was no, like, this is just ridiculous. It was not yeah. funny, haha, but it was funny. I'm like, Ugh. yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. I I commended that with a, a recommendation. Absolutely, I like it. I can't wait to watch it. And next week we're going to be looking at teacher related yeah. horror teacher school, the horror that is. It's yeah. September, or it's just just coming into September now kids are coming back it sucks but we uh, you know we're adults so we're like ah. um, yeah. but yeah uh now it, it's it's a different horror for me walking to work of fucking cars everywhere yeah 
they're getting their princes and princesses off to school and damn anyone who needs to cross the road y'all are just gonna have to wait yeah yeah because it's all about the babies going to school i have to drive you into your classroom i don't care if i go through a brick wall <laughs> that's it uh, so yeah yeah make sure to give us a follow on instagram and because you're home with an underscore in between each word and you can listen to us on most podcast platforms and i'm going to reiterate my threat from last week y'all better rate and review or i'll come and find you i like, think I won't try too hard, going on try. for quite some time a lot more than just last week they don't know hey i'm on the slow stock i yeah oh, yeah. yeah when they least suspect it those five people stop. who listen to us yeah, yeah. <laughs> watch your back people yeah <laughs> oh yeah. yeah thanks so much guys bye-bye now Bye. Enjoy the beach while you can, y'all. Yeah, and stay off the sand. Yeah.